destined for greatness. My name is written in stars. And I will give everything, all that I have to the cause. Fight against evil, run through the pain, battle it all, this is more than a game. I am a lion and I can't be tamed, it's how it was made. This ice in my veins, run through it all. No matter the odds, I will answer the call. The enemy knocks on the door. Even the greatest among us will fall, but the greatest will get back up. So I won't back down and I won't give up. And I will act now and I will stand up. They know that I'm here for it all. at the gallows, the breath of the beast, the gnashing of teeth, but I won't retreat, I won't deplete, I will succeed, I got all that I need, I am prepared for this moment, I see my future and my destiny is calling, the battle is on, I will rise like the sun, I'll get it done, one day I'll look Let's back. Let's go everyone, welcome to another episode of the Two Odd Men Coming together, I don't know. I just made that up on the fly. But welcome to the <laughs> Niner Sickness Podcast and the and the Fanatic Niners Podcast. It's my, it's me, your host Beto Luna, with my co-host uh, Pete Lucas in the house. We're gonna talk 49er football. We're gonna talk Cardinals. We're gonna dive a little bit into the Cowboys game. We got so much that we're gonna share with you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Jumping on the chat right after this, we'll bring on some good Niners content. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is your boy Beto. We got Pete. What's up, Pete? Another week, another victory. We are four and no. How are you feeling? It's just another day and love another lovely day in 49erville. And I mean, another, like you said, another week, another victory. I mean, teams are 49ers like uh are are just uh are making it easy to be a 49er fan. It's it's becoming easy to to talk our stuff and and it's there's no better time to talk junk than than Cowboys Week. Oh yeah, never never a dull moment when we face the Cowboys. Uh, first, we had to take care of business, uh, which we did on Sunday. We took care of a 
um, conference foe. We had to be one of the guys mm-hmm. in our division. Uh, whenever you, we play your division, you always play hard. Teams, no matter what the record is, uh, division, a game is always important to win. And there's always mm-hmm. a fight unless you're not as good as people think you are. And I think the Cardinals are not as good as people think they are. Um, we put a whoop, a whoop, we opened up a can of whoop ass on the Cardinals and we uh, sent them and plucked them and got rid of them 35 to 16. Is there anything you liked about that game, Pete? Uh, name me three things you liked and three things hey, you didn't. I tried to tell you on our last show that it was going to be a blowout. I tried yeah, to tell did. you it because the, it was just this was not we're not the Cowboys as far as offense goes. I think our offense is much more powerful than the Cowboys. I think that their defense is much. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are a better defensive team than they actually showed in that game. But I think when they lost their corner with uh, Trayvon Diggs, yes. like uh, I think that that was a blow to them. And they were they had to they had to make some adjustments. Uh, and that was the first week with Adam, so it was uh, it was what it was. But three things about this game, I mean, the that I loved was seeing that we're no longer leaning on the defense. That the offense has become uh, has honestly, in my opinion, the offense has become the star of this team right now. Uh, the, before we were depending on the defense to just keep it close. So that eventually we we would get over the the offense would get over the hump and pull out in front. Except for, well, Brock Brock was scoring his thirty last year, like it was what it was. But still, it always felt like the defense was keeping us in game, was keeping us doing most of the work for us. Uh, but this year, it's quite the opposite. This offense is on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. Brock went only missed one throw, and it was a throwaway. Yep. Christian McCaffrey is a bona fide MVP candidate. Uh, yes, sir. Ayuk is proving himself, in my opinion, to be a top five wide receiver in this league. I mean, it's just too many weapons. I mean, think about think about this. They dropped thirty five, and Kittle touched the ball once. Debo didn't have a catch. Uh, he only had three carries. And uh, I mean, it's it's a wealth. It's just an embarrassment of riches. That's all it is. Uh, so my first my uh, my first thing that I loved about this game was that the offense kind of took over. Second thing that I loved about this game was was just CMC in general. Like I mean, he was he, like he was just unstoppable. Like they would it looked like uh, they they would have him dead to rights, and he jumps over a guy. <laughs> like. And it, it was just, it, he was just unstoppable. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the running game in there all the way. I love that Jordan Mason got three, they got three carries. But my last thing that I loved was Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was, I think that he's he's not he's still not getting the credit that he deserves. But I think that he put himself he showcased himself in this game. And I don't care. Who you're going up against? This that was another NFL team on the on the other side of the, the football. The fact that you could throw go twenty for twenty one, and you're not dinking and dunking. He threw a couple like uh, he was going deep 
a couple of times. He threw a beautiful back shoulder. They weren't, it wasn't just, he was just managing the game. He was running the offense. And to go 20 for 21, it was, I mean, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful game to watch on offense. Yeah. So that's what I got. Definitely, definitely one of good points, bro. And and it was, it was a beautiful display of offense. And you're right. In the years past, the Niners, for the most part, would have to rely heavily on the defense. The defense would have to play par football. It couldn't make mistakes. It couldn't afford to have a a letdown. Otherwise, this team would struggle because the offense could not uh, keep up with the defense. But this year, and it kind of started a little bit in 21. We saw a little bit of it, uh, and it's just gotten much better with the years. But this year, the offense is competing, and if I'm not mistaken— it's a little bit above our defense right now, playing better than our defense right now. And neither the defense nor the offense had hit has hit their stride yet. They're still trying to find mm-hmm. their stride. And the Niners are putting up 30-plus points. This is the fourth game they have put 30 points. They are scoring at will. Uh, they're moving the ball. And the defense is doing enough to prevent the other team to going above 30. So as long as you have that, it's always a recipe for success. Uh, the whole uh, Christian McCaffrey MVP, it should be being shouted by every 49er fan, everyone that loves football, whether you're a Niner fan or not. If you just love football and you cannot appreciate what Christian McCaffrey is doing, even if he's not on your team, then you don't like football. Because there are yeah. players on other teams that I don't like, but I can appreciate their work and the hard work they put in. And Christian McCaffrey is kicking butt out here. Um, I believe Brandon Ayuk had his career, best game in his mm-hmm. career uh, uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, 148 yards. Uh, this kid was everywhere. And for those that I keep hearing, for the love of God, that Brock Purdy can't throw the deep ball. Shut yeah. your <laughs> up. <laughs> Shut up. He threw a 47 and the in the basket right at the fingertips of a uke between two defenders. And then he did it again later on in the game. So you know what? Stop. If you just hate Brock Purdy, hate him. That's fine. That's your prerogative. But stop yeah. making excuses of what he can do. The guy's nine and oh. And regular games, this guy does nothing but win. He does nothing but move the ball. He reads offense. He, 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 he's a quick learner. I mean, this guy is the real deal. And most importantly, Kyle Shanahan, 110% trusts this young man. He trusts him to the fullest. That's a scary thing, Pete, when your coach mm-hmm. trusts the quarterback and is willing to open up the playbook and call formation that he normally wouldn't call, it's a scary thing. And this team is only getting better. And we're going to break down the Cowboys a little bit towards the end of the, of the show. Uh, but right now, what they were able to do against Arizona was beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's no other word for it. And, like, this is the thing. Like you said, you can hate on Brock Purdy if you yep. want to. But that's exactly what you're doing at this point. And it's obvious that you're, that's what you're doing at this point. Like, because the way he's running this offense and with the flair, the one handoff, the no-look handoff, <laughs> that was, that was a now. thing of beauty. 
and and then and then him just trust like you talked about the trust that Shanahan has in Brock and how it's opening up the that's what's opening up the playbook. Shanny, how often have you seen Shanny go for a fourth go for it on fourth down? Now he's done it multiple times yep, in he's four confident. games. <laughs> because he has no nothing but confidence that Brock is gonna make it happen. Uh, on a th- on that, I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking about that third and I think it was third and fourth that uh, that back shoulder to Ayuk that was just pretty. Yeah, I mean it's that's not something that you that you do when you're a game manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a throw that you make when you're a game manager. The when you're throwing in between two defenders to a spot and you're hoping that that Brandon Ayuk just runs under it. That's not something you do as a game manager. That's not even something you attempt. <laughs> like, uh, yep. at, this is this is not, and I, I hate to even bring up uh, his name, but this is not Jimmy Garoppolo. No, like not even uh, close. it is not. Those days are over. It's actually fun to watch the 49er offense now. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. Uh, Brock has this swag about about how he plays the game, and it is just. Uh, there's just so many oh moments <laughs> like that. It's it. Yeah, it's we could we, there's highlight. There's going to be highlights for days off of this season. I can just feel it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, the Niners have not hit their uh, stride yet. They're, they're still figuring themselves out. Watch out when they do. But this offense is incredible what they can do. We have so many weapons. Um at all facets. I know the defense pass rush uh, in in the sacks uh, did not really happen against Arizona. We had one sack that belonged to uh, Hargrave. It's Hargrave. third sack of the year already. Uh, but the pressure that they were putting on Dobbs was phenomenal. The way they protected the run, uh, the way they controlled um, Connor. Connor had a field day against the Dallas Cowboys, and we were able to keep him. Uh, to like 53 yards or something. So the Niners is stopping the run, and it just opens it up for the pass rush to go after the quarterback. Um, linebackers are playing. I mean, uh, Fred Warner and uh, Greenlaw are playing lights out. Our secondary is a little suspect, particularly um, Lenore and Thomas Emery. I mean, it's it's kind of like Mr. hit or miss with them. Um, that needs to get a little bit better. Uh, but I, you know, I, to me, it's always been a great pass rush compliment to the secondary. But talking a little bit about the Cowboys, you know, a lot of people are like, man, the Cowboys, they tore up the Giants. They beat up the Jets. They beat up uh, the Patriots. And they lost to the mm-hmm. Cardinals, right? But if you noticed that on the Cowboys, their defense is dominant. Their defense is fast. Mm-hmm. Kudos to their defense. But their offense is probably about average. It is yeah, not above what, average. They can't score in the red zone. They settle for field goals. Okay? Uh, they can't punch it in. And whenever the Cowboys have a lead or the defense scores defensively, the pressure is off of Dak. Dak can just sit there and dink and dunk. He don't have to worry. Put the pressure on his arm. In the Cardinals, the Cardinals ran the ball and force the Cowboys to throw. And they had to put it on mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's hands. 
And that's the only game that he had an interception in. When you fall behind, that put the pressure on the Cowboys. This is what's going to take place with the Niners. The Niners' offense is superior than the Cowboys. And I've been arguing with a Cowboy fans. Brandon Ayuk, and this is not me saying this because I'm a Niner fan, is better than CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, better. I think so too. You know, and this is not me hating on the Cowboys. This is me not talking crap. This is just knowing football. Looking at the X's and O's. Look at the route running. Look at how he gets open. Brandon Ayuk is a certified number one receiver, period, on this team. Debo's mm-hmm. number two. Or not well, if he's behind him, but if he but they're both number ones on this team. Somebody mentioned this and I like this. They like they like to uh always reference similarities between Debo and Ayuk, right? But somebody said, mm-hmm. I forgot who it is, and if I, if I didn't mention your name, I'm not trying to take away your coat, and I just forgot your name, said, Brandon Ayuk is a, it's a sports car, and Debo is a diesel truck mm-hmm. type of receiver. You can't yeah. compare them. One's a sports car fast, and the other one's a mauler, just breaks through things. And I love that quote. I love the way he said that. That's truly uh, true. The Debo is that truck, big ass semi, and uh, Brandon is that uh, sports car, and we have them both on our team. And the Cowboys, they have a Gallup, which is all right, number two or number three receiver. Mm-hmm. Their run game, Pollard just not, has not been playing like he was last year, maybe because of the injury. He hasn't really fully recovered. I don't know. Now, their defense, Pete, is ferocious. Their defense is fast. But mm-hmm. how do you how do you attack? I'll give you my opinion, but I want to ask you, how should the Niners attack a fast defense in your opinion? Well, the reason I think that they're going to attack them the same way that they're attacking everybody, the what makes uh, I love the analogy of Debo being the the Mack truck. This is the thing. You've got CMC and Debo basically at the line of scrimmage. They're going to run a lot of screens and stuff that behind the line of scrimmage, close to the line of scrimmage. And and then you've got, uh, so you've got to put a majority of your defense has got to be keyed in on the line of scrimmage. And and then that leaves Brandon Ayuk open, uh, usually in one-on-one against somebody, and he's just going to roast them. So you're going to have to pick your poison. And then you've got George Kittle and... And then Ray Ray gets a couple of catches. But, I mean, this offense, it's, there's no way that you can cover everybody. There's just no way. And it's going to be up to Brock to play that point guard position as he has so well for us uh, and and just get the ball to the open man. That's that's it. Somebody's going to be open. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, uh, and that's the way that Shanny schemes it up because Shanny is – I think this year the the main difference that I've seen this year as to last year is he has really developed the drop back game. And in past years, our drop back game was was really was really not fleshed out because we didn't have the quarterback that could take take advantage of it. But Brock is making great reads at the line of scrimmage, and he's getting the ball to the right guy. And that's all we need him to do in this game is just get the ball to the right guy, and Shanny's going to do the rest because he's going to scheme it up. Somebody's going to be wide open. It's just you just got to pick the right guy. 
Absolutely. And you said it, bro. And I love that you used uh, basketball as a reference since basketball will be starting this week. We get the NBA NBA going. Uh, shout out to my Lakers. Go Lakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a fun season for sure. But you, you're right about Brock Purdy uh, being the guy that can pass the ball around. Uh, he can get the ball to his playmakers. Uh, he, you know, he, do, he does the layup. Well, you know, he, you know, he's not the dunk guy for say, and I reference to that to the to the you know the big body, the big arm. But if you saw what he did um, against Arizona, shows you that if it's called for, he can do it. If he wants to keep a defense honest, he can do it and keep that defense off honest. This guy makes yeah. great reads, understands the defense that he's playing against, makes his adjustments. He's a quick thinker. He's always thinking. He's always scanning the field. He's finding the player that is open, and he's hitting him in stride. Um, I don't and know how many people have that one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, the, I'm just saying the anticipation that this kid yeah, That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't get out, out of my head. He, he is, he's starting yes. to throw before the guy even starts to make his break. Yeah. And... And that is a special skill. That's what Tom Brady like, uh, does. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Exactly what Tom Brady does. He anticipates his players. He gets the ball. You can see it, uh, Pete. Right, even before the receiver makes his cut, the ball's already in the yeah. air. It's yep. already in there because the trust between him and his receivers. He said it against. Uh, he struggled with the long ball against the Giants. They asked Brock Purdy. He said, "Listen." I, do, I wanted to make sure that I did not underthrow them, so I threw it harder and went over them. We had it. We had to work it out. We did it in practice, and we and we uh, got it ourselves in sync with one another, and it showed against Arizona. This kid always reads the tape. He's always looking at the tape. He's the opposite of Kyle Murray. You don't have to make sure he signs a contract yeah. that says you got to look at film. This kid looks at <laughs> film, breaks down film. He loves yeah. football. He's passionate about football. And sometimes you can find the greatest player when you're not looking. And the Niners found a gem in this kid. Um, and his teammates love him. And his teammates love him. So, you know, the, the prototype quarterback, 6'4", 230 pounds, big arm, that's all nice and dandy. But what this kid can do with this offense, the way it's set up with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays that he does, having the playmakers around him, it's a recipe for success. As long as we stay healthy, Pete, as long as we stay healthy, you tell me who, which team can beat us. I, we're physical. We can move the ball. I, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, I was. Oh, yeah. No, hey. They're, the 49 I've been saying it all season. The 49ers have the best record or the best uh, roster in the league. Yes. It's hands down. It's not even close. Uh, every team has a weakness somewhere and is the only spot where I think the 49ers have some, and I don't even know if you could call it a weakness. That's just their, their, their weakest spot, I guess, is there is that cornerback spot uh, opposite various war. But other than that, I mean, they're stacked at every position in the offensive line. I guess right tackle, maybe. <laughs> but, but I mean, that we're sitting here having to figure out who is 
who is not up to par on this team as opposed to teams that are their offensive lines are just bad. <laughs> their secondary is just bad. Their defensive lines are just bad. Like uh, the 49ers don't have a bad position group. Not one on the squad. It's not even it's not even close to me. Like I think the 49ers if they execute, there's not a team in this league that can beat they can beat them when they're executing. It's not even a question. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Give me oh, one second. No, I'm here. <laughs> Hold on. I'm here. Oops. Oh, now I'm gone. No, no, I hit the wrong button. I'm here. <laughs> I'm just trying to adjust something real quick. Give me a second. Yeah. My apologies. Let's see here. There we go. All right. All right. Just trying to adjust something here real quick get the camera going um so yeah i i'm with you I, i'm excited about this uh, about this team i'm excited what the niners are doing offensively defensively uh special teams i love how they brought up the guy from the practice squad uh uh forgot his name um but anyway he came on and played very good special teams for us uh, he was the guy that kept the ball from going into the end zone and put it at the now that unfortunately oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that drive was, was the 99 right? drive that they went and scored on us yeah, on that geez. particular play but and the Niners kind of you know that was a head scratcher you know that was a lot of yards we gave up right there but at the end of the day that the Niners only get defense only gave up um 16 points and we put up uh 35 on this team um I think that the Cowboys are playing great football defensively. What are your, in your opinion, uh, Pete, what are two things the Niners got to do, got to do to ensure they get the W against the Cowboys on Sunday? Can't, before, before I answer this, sure, I got to say something about, about that, about that drive. Like, okay. uh, and I know that there are I know that there's a lot of stat people out there and like uh, that are going to say that that uh D'Amico run ran or uh, Steve Wilkes is not running anymore any more uh off coverage than D'Amico did and they're they're talking about percentages of uh they've got all these stats to say that he's not doing it any different and it's just it's just not working out the same or whatever the case is. I just want to tell all the bean counters that look, statistics have their place. Yeah. But if you're telling me that I'm watching the game and we're not playing soft zone and the soft zone is the reason why our defensive line isn't getting to the quarterback and they're and teams, this is the third team in a row that's tried to do this now that has, we've been playing off coverage like seven yards off co off coverage yep. on a regular basis, and they're just killing us underneath all the way down the field. <laughs> like, uh, and and we're saying, oh well, you know, that's not the reason. Uh, the off coverage isn't the reason. Isn't the reason why uh, why they're uh, why that happened. And like, I'll, stop, <laughs> just stop. Like, yeah, they only scored sixteen points, but. This is the thing that there's going to be better teams that we go up against, better quarterbacks that are going to be able to take advantage of that 
on a regular basis. And I know the season is early, but I almost feel like my my opinion opinion on it is that I almost feel like we should be more aggressive now to find out what we can do against these worst teams. <laughs> like to find out what the our secondary is actually actually capable of, and can we be more aggressive? Can we press and give our defensive linemen more uh, more time to get to the quarterback? Like that's my personal opinion on it. I think that that a lot of people get caught up in all the numbers and say, and defending Steve Wilkes. Look, it's not a thing about Steve Wilkes is, hasn't given away the farm. No, like uh, we haven't, we haven't, been, there hasn't been obvious, like uh, obvious things where we were, we just look bad, but it doesn't look the same. Yeah. It doesn't look that the defense does not look the same as last year. We're not as physical. Like, uh, and it, and that's just facts. <laughs> that's just facts. If you try to say that we're as physical as we were last year, I mean, I don't know what you're watching at this point. And that's, that's just my opinion on it. But to answer, what was the question again? <laughs> now that uh, I get off my soapbox. You, <laughs> you were just, well, you went on a rant, bro, that I even forgot what that question was. It was about the Cowboys and what they can oh, do. Oh, yeah. To... Name two things that the Niners need to do to ensure to get the victory on Sunday night. Okay. First of all, they need to be more physical on defense. In my opinion, I think that they need to match the, and it sounds weird to say, but I think that the, our defense needs to match the physicality of the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys defense. And the, the, the offense just needs to do what, what the offense has been doing, which is just get the ball to the open guy. I love the screens. I, lo- I think that they need to take advantage of this. Se- I think that the secondary of the Cowboys can be had. They just need time to be able to throw. Brock needs time to be able to throw the ball. And I think in order to do that, they're going to have to be able to run those those uh, those bubble screens that they've been running. And anything to take a little bit of pressure uh, off of the – and just slow up the pass rush enough to give him time to get those – to get those some of those naked bootlegs that Shani likes to run. And uh, because the offensive line, the last couple of games, I would say, have done uh, well. Not the not the game before that, because they just blitzed the hell out of Brock. But this past game, I thought the offensive line did an outstanding job of giving Brock time to throw the ball. And yeah. granted, they left they left Kittle in a lot to help block, like uh, which they're probably going to do again this week. Um, but but whatever you got to do to get Brock time, Brock has shown that he's going to find the open guy. I think that it's, uh, but that's that's the key, uh, because I don't. I think the Cowboys are going to try and take away Christian McCaffrey in this in this game, and it's going to be up to the Iukes and the wide receivers to and the Debo's to make plays in the secondary and do what they have done in the past to the Cowboys, which is just run them over, run run their secondary over. So, yeah, like that that that's what I feel like has to happen, and. Uh, Hopefully that that's that's the way I see it. I hope I'm hoping that our defense gets a little bit more physical in this one because I think that that's the key to getting into Dak's head and keeping him seeing ghosts and just throwing to nobody. Yeah, you got to put pressure. Uh, I was looking at PFF yeah. uh, when Dak is under pressure, he's not very accurate. And on the contrary, uh, Brock. Not that I want pressure on him. You know, we do need to protect him. We need to give him time, but under pressure 
believe it or not, Brock is at his best. He is at his best under pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like he thrives when the defenders are in his face. Now, I don't want him there. I want him to be protected. Now, I know a lot of people were kind of still questioning the offensive line of the Niners, uh, and in particular McKivitz. But I think overall McKivitz has been playing well, could do better. Mm-hmm. He did give up one pa- one uh, sack and one, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, what is it called? It was a free. It was a free rusher. Like I mean, he the guy just went inside. He tried. He went too wide, and the guy went inside on him. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, uh, it was a sack that he gave up, and there's another word that I and I use it all the time. This is what I, I don't like sacks. I like, uh, and I can't think of it. Uh, it's kind of like a hurry, but it's not that I can't think of the word. I just slipped my mind. But the pressure, pressure. Yeah, he only gave up one pressure and one sack. Uh, now. We're playing a completely different beast. We're playing uh, number 11 for the Cowboys. You know he's mm-hmm. going to line up against uh, McKivitt. This is, will be a good idea to kind of keep in Kittle or Jews to kind of hone in and help out uh, McKivitt. Uh, Trent Williams will be fine on that side if he lines up, but you know he's going to line up opposite of Trent Williams on top of McKivitt. Uh, but I expect McKivitt to have a good game. Um, he, he already faced a TJ Watt, which really for the first game, talk about getting baptized in the first game by TJ Watt (laughs) and he was baptized. All right. I I think he'll be able to watch a little bit of that film and he'll have a better handle on, uh, number 11. Uh, but, uh, they got to help him out. They got to help him out because you're right. If you get Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy enough time, he will get the ball where he needs to go. You just can't. Uh, allow a, a defender to freely hit him. And McKivitz yeah. has done that. It's just like he looks to the left, and the next you know, he just sees the pass rusher going right by him, and that can happen. They got to protect uh, Brock. And like you said, we got to put pressure on Dak. And, and you're right. Our defense, is, our defense is completely different from last year. It's not that swarming defense that is just breaking down the front line of opposing teams. I think that Steve Wilkes is bringing his own wrinkles. He's trying to figure out what works best for for this defense. He's trying to get the he's trying to figure out the players and and work at their strengths and I think he will get that. Now we're winning games. We're not giving up a lot of points, which is a plus. And I believe that Steve Wilkes will get it good enough that towards the end of the season going into the playoffs He'll have a better handle on that defense, and you're going to see that de- defense thrive even more uh, going later on. But I understand uh, your feelings. You're not getting the same feeling yeah, of we that hope. attack, attack, attack. You know, yeah, you want to see, you want to be ferocious, right? Because right now our defense is number seven. Yeah, it was number one or two at the very least last year. And I think that a lot of the, I think that that is. That are the fact that our defense is number seven. I think that's more because our offense has been killing teams with time of possession. Yep, we've been killing uh, that. We've been just holding the ball the entire game in some of the in a couple of these games. So the the defense just hasn't had to be on the field. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's, that's and yeah. that's a good yeah, thing I, though. That's a good thing yeah. that we can control the possession. We're we keep we're giving our defense rest. They are rested. Um, mm-hmm. 
We'll be fine, bro. I'm not. Could the defense? I'm not be worried more about it better? right now. Yes, I, I'm not worried about it right now. I'm just. I. It's. It's just. You it's just annoying. want to see more urgency on the pass rush, or there would be yeah, more. Yeah, uh, I want I think that we have thoroughbreds on this defensive line, and I think that they're a step away from making from making sacks. But we're playing so much off coverage that that uh, it's just giving the the other teams the ability to play quick game all day. And like, uh, I just would like to see our corners be more aggressive. And, uh, and I don't know if that's, if that's by design, I can't tell if that's by design or if, but it wasn't if they, and I know that they played off coverage last year with D'Amico, they played a lot of zone, but it seemed like the corners were just more aggressive. And I don't know that, uh, that Wilkes is asking them to be more asking them to be aggressive. It's just weird. It just looks weird. <laughs> and uh, it just doesn't look the same. And and the thing is, is Steve Wilkes was supposed to be the guy that made our secondary better. Like yeah. uh, not uh not be not be less aggressive. So yeah, I don't know. And he hasn't blitz as much as I thought he would blitz. And I think that's yeah. where he's trying to figure himself out. Like uh Steve Wilkes is known to blitz, but I think he feels comfortable with the front four. Uh, he'll figure it out. But the secondary yeah. is a concern of mine. As we mentioned before, we went live, Pete. Uh, uh, I love Lenore. Lenore is is getting better, but he still has some weaknesses. Emery Thomas gets burned way too easy. Uh, Isaiah Oliver comes in and does well, but then he kind of screws up. Now, the good thing is a couple of people are coming back from an IR. We're getting, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the corner that uh, rookie, uh, Luther. Or uh, oh, Luther. Uh, 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 <laughs> you said Luther and it threw me off. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was, uh, yeah, Luther. 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 He's coming back from IR. Um, Robert Beal, a fast pass rusher, yeah. speed, is coming off IRR. And uh, I forgot. He was Danny Gray. Is coming off <laughs> IR. Yeah, we, yeah, a lot of Ooh. people forgot about him. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be a great addition to the team. Uh, Do and we know I what happened way, to Sam Womack? So no, he still has another a week or two to okay. go because he went. He got. He went on IR week one. Okay. Uh, let me ask you something real quick, Pete. What mm-hmm. is your thoughts so far on Ronnie Bell? In this kid, do you want to see it. this kid play more? I mean, I asked you because you're a Michigan guy. Yeah, go blue. And I love Ronnie Bell. Like, I mean, it's impossible for him to get more playing time on this team. <laughs> it's impossible. Like, we just talked. We just finished talking about all the weapons that the 49ers have. And how do you get him on the? How do you get him on the field? You're gonna take Debo or or Ayuk or uh, even Ray Ray has played well. And yep. like, uh, it's. And they still sprinkled him in. I think he got a couple of plays the last game. But, like, I mean, but how do you get him on the field? Like, uh, Jawan Jennings being out got him some extra snaps. But the uh, but when Jawan Jennings comes back, really then, how do you get him out on the field? That's the only way that he's going to get on the field this season is by is when somebody gets hurt. So I like Ronnie Bell. I think he has a chance to be a really good player in this offense. It's just what, like I said earlier, it's just a an embarrassment of riches for this team. We just, I just remember the days when we had Kendrick Bourne, and 
And uh what was his what was his uh the the cat guy? Uh you know who I'm talking about, the multicolor hair and uh the guy that we got from I think he was on what from Washington. We dressed him out to Washington. And then he's he's been he was on the uh the Giants last year, I think. Or the uh, 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 uh receiver? Yeah, receiver. With all the color hair. The only one that I know about color hair is Jennings. No, that we used to, we had him uh, in 2019. He started, or we drafted him in 2018, and like uh, he played Will, really uh, well. No, the, the, the idiot that went over to uh, the Giants from us, yeah, yeah, the one who used to get afraid of getting hit, and then, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know who you talk about. I can't think of his name. Anybody know? Yeah, we had him. We had Debo. He's and terrible. Then we had, yeah, he was terrible. Like, but I mean, the, but think about it, the weapons that we had the year that we went to the Super Bowl. In at the wide receiver position, and then we brought like, in Sanders. Uh, remember? Yeah, we had Sanders, but I mean he was old, <laughs> and like, uh, and then we Dante had a rookie Debo. Thank you, Maude. Dante Pettis. Yes. <laughs> so you had Dante Pettis, a rookie Debo, and you had Emmanuel Sanders that came in in the middle of the year, <laughs> and who and uh, and Kendrick Bourne. That those yep. were our weapons. Now and they had George Kittle, like. Uh, now, yeah, remember George, George Kittle. Kittle for a minute was the number one receiver at for yeah, a long time. For sure. Yeah, like uh, now they have George Kittle can't even get get yeah, uh, can't even get, get the targets. Ball. Yep, he can't even get targets because you got Debo, you got uh, Ayuk, you got now you got Ronnie Bell, you got Jawan Jennings playing. You got well. Ray Ray. You got, you got even Ray lot Ray. Of, Ray, lot Ray of plays to well. feed. Like I mean, it's just, and now you got CMC who's who's yeah, taking yeah. carries. And catches. Yeah, he's a receiver <laughs> slash running back. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, so it's it's how do you get if you're a receiver coming on this team? How do you get snaps? How do you get targets? Like I just don't see. I just don't see how how it how you even think that you're going to get any run. Yeah, if, if there's an area that we're crowded in, it's definitely the receiver position. This is why I've been hearing, you know, people have been saying. Man, the Niners should go after Devontae Adams. And I think that's <laughs> I was like, Chris. for what? For, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, for what? For the things you just mentioned. Yeah, he's number one. He will be the num- or number one receiver here. But who mm-hmm. would you take out? And why would you want to take on that big-ass, huge contract of his uh, and, and then give up multiple capital for a one-year rental? Because if you yeah. want to sign a you, you're not keeping Devontae. Yeah, so, you know what they would have to do in that situation they would have to take juice off the field. They would have yeah. to take juice off the field and they would just be all three wide receiver, one tight end sets. And like, uh, and like, uh, and yeah, single backs, single back sets. Like, uh, because, because you're not going to take Devonte off the field. You're not going to take Debo off the field. You're not going to take Ayuk off the field and you're definitely not taking Kittle off the field. Nope. So uh, that would be your offense. And then Christian McCaffrey uh, would be your single back. Yeah, this is why like a, bringing a, someone like Devonte Adam, people I know people like to hear the name, the the big name, the great receiver. Uh, we already have a Devonte Adams and 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 Brandon and you. If anything, I'm a big defensive guy anyway. So if anything, you can never go wrong with getting pass rushers. Someone like Brian Burns, be welcome. Uh, Chase Young, someone like. Uh, Danelli Hunter from Minnesota can be available, especially Minnesota keeps losing. He has five sacks. He's playing on with his hair on fire. 
plays that, or maybe Sartain, Sartain, the corner from the Broncos, that's my guy, can be that's brought in to help out Ward and lock up that secondary. Those are the areas that you can think of bringing in. But when you start thinking offensively with the with Dante, just people lose me there. Yeah, no, nah, that's who I. That's what I want. I want a corner, and uh, I love Lenore. I think that Lenore is a bona fide number two. But this is part. And I, it, it's going to sound like I really hate Steve Wilkes, but I really, but it, I just question what he's doing as far as the secondary because he keeps rotating, he keeps rotating guys in. Lenore's playing in the slot, then he's playing on the outside. Uh, then they have Avery Thomas in the slot, then they have him on the outside. Like uh, then they sub in uh, Lenore will be on the outside. Uh, then Isaiah Oliver will come in for a couple of snaps to play the slot. It's just. It's just weird. It's just weird. And uh, I just think it's hard for those guys to get continuity in their positions, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, when they're when they're constantly being rotated all over the place. Like, uh, I mean, they're professionals, yes, but it's it's still kind of hard to get continuity. But I think I think if they had a bona fide number two, that that was his like the, the guy was known as a good outside corner, like uh, then they would be it would force them to stick Lenore in the slot and have that guy as your number two. And uh and that would that would I think that, that would help a lot of the the coverage issues because I still think to your point that Steve Wilkes is trying to figure it out. Yeah. And and, and to your point too is secondary complements uh the front four. The front four complements mm-hmm. the secondary. Uh if you notice that with the Giants and Seattle last night, uh, Seattle does not have a good pass rush. They don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got 10 sacks. And people, even Armstead made a comment like, why weren't you fair to us? Why didn't you give us an opportunity? Why did you have to get rid of the ball so yeah. quickly? But <laughs> And that's funny, but the thing is, because uh, Seattle has a better secondary than we do, uh, Daniel Jones, to me, had to hold on the ball a bit longer. And therefore, the pass rush, even though they don't have a pass rush, got there. With us, because yeah. our secondary is a little bit suspect, they were throwing the ball in the middle because we don't truly have that slot corner. We're missing Ward. I guarantee you if we had uh, Ward, um, I forgot his first name, Hospital Jimmy? Ward. Jimmy Ward, yeah. If we had Jimmy Ward still on this team, those little dinking dunks that we're seeing wouldn't have been happening. If there's a player that I miss, it's him. His ability to t- protect that corner slot. And this is why this uh, Daniel Jones was able to get the ball out within two and a half or 2.5 seconds because he was getting to receiver. And with Seattle, based on what I saw, he had to hold the ball longer. And those pass rushers that are really, really pass rushers were able to get to him. And this is something where Steve Wil- uh, Wilkes has to sure enough, but I don't think he has the personnel that he feels confident. We we were talking about earlier about how confident um, Kyle is with Brock, right? He's confident with Brock. Mm-hmm. I don't think Wilkes is really confident with Lenore to uh, well, leave him one-on-one and play man. Well, this is the thing. Jimmy Ward didn't come back until, what, week six or seven? Yeah. And this defense was dominant before he got back. That was the reason why he couldn't get. They had to put him in the slot because uh, because they weren't going to take Tashawn Gibson out, and like uh, th- so. Uh, and Jimmy Ward, honestly, t- 
to me did not like uh, they, he could get beat deep and he got beat yeah, he deep a couple of times like uh, but at the same time they were aggressive it goes back to what i was talking about earlier they were aggressive at the line of scrimmage on those wide receivers and giving those uh their defensive line a time to get there when you're when you can put your hands on on those uh wide receivers and give them that five yard chuck like uh it it gives them that extra second it gives them that extra second to get pressure on the quarterback and i think that that's really what this defense is missing is just that that physicality on uh, uh on that uh, that's why we would occasionally get beat deep uh last year not for touchdowns but we would occasionally get deep beat deep because because they were being so aggressive at the line of scrimmage and like uh but i would rather see that honestly than than uh than than watch teams just dink and dunk all the way down the field <laughs> I, I i'm with you and uh jim uh she brings up a good point. He says playing uh, too soft on the back end because we don't have cover corners. And and Wolf likes to play man, and he's kind of gotten away from the zone. And I think last year we played more zone than man. This is why we were able to bring more pressure on the the quarterback. But um, Steve Wilkes will figure it out. Uh, this guy's a vet. Um mm-hmm. I D'Amico Ryan's is a special cat. He's I mean, I love the way he's playing or coaching, excuse me, in with the Texans. I, Ooh, he got those guys playing. Not only that, but they they I, I feel bad for Carolina, man, but they hit on CJ Stroud. This kid is yeah. the real freaking deal, man. This kid has not thrown an interception, thrown like six or seven touchdowns. He's he, he's swinging the ball. That defense is good. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I hate the Texans because of what they did to uh, Deshaun Watson, but that's just me on a personal level. But I wish the best for D'Amico. He's playing. He's He's got those teams playing. And that was always their defense, right? The defense always wanted to play for D'Amico because of, mm-hmm. of that style. Now, I don't know if Steve Wilkes, I haven't read too much about Steve Wilkes. Was he a former player? Do you know? Uh, uh, I, I'm... I mean, I don't think he was a pro. He didn't play in the pros. Okay. I don't There's something about when you play in the pros, the teams, the players just elevate to. And D'Amico has that. And I'm not trying to take nothing away from Wilkes, but D'Amico has that. I just want to go through the brick wall for you type of personality. Yeah. I'll go through the wall for you. And I don't know if uh, Steve Wilkes is demanding that yet. Respect. Hopefully it's he'll the get the energy. There. It's a different energy. It, yeah. Like, uh, it's just... It's just a D- D'Amico's jumping around, chest bumping players, and, and he like, was on the field too. Wilkes yeah. is not; he's on the booth. Uh, Steve Wilkes is more of a, of a do as I say type of <laughs> type of guy, in my opinion. That's the way it looks to me. He builds off; he gets respect because of his knowledge of the game, and it's not so much; it's not a lot of rah rah with him, and like uh, that's what that's what it looks like to me. I think his is it's about it with him it's more about scheme and his knowledge of defense and and I think that D'Amico played a lot of a plot on feel. Yeah. Which maybe is the way the reason why I gravitate more towards D'Amico because because that's the way I look at the game. I look at the game more of on field than than the numbers per se. And like uh it's so I I, I just like that that way of football uh 
a little bit better. And I think, and I think you're right that they do. It does give you, it does give, it just gives you a different vibe and it, it gives a different level of, uh, what do they call it? Like with the players, it just gives a different level of credibility with the, with the players. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It, it's, you know, it's a different, uh, different type of coaching style. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, the, uh, Steve will get it uh, together. He is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, hopefully the, uh, he'll start working some new things, some new wrinkles in there. Uh, and we're going to find a lot uh, in this game against Dallas. I really want to see uh, our front four kind of get to that type of style that we were used to custom watching last year where they're mm-hmm. in the face of the quarterback. I want to see uh, our boy from USC, Jackson, step up a little bit more. I still think I love Jackson. I think this guy's going to be a great okay. pass rusher, but we're still mm-hmm. missing an, a, a D4 type of a pass rusher to complement Bosa. Uh, and and uh, I ho- I'm hoping it's Jackson. I hope he's, he steps yeah. up. Uh, well, maybe Robert Bill will be something that we can see. But we ha- I haven't heard, I don't know about you, but I haven't heard that much about uh, the kid that we picked up from the, the Raiders last year. Um, a Cleveland Farrell, he's played well. I think he's played solid. Has he? But okay. this is the thing, quarterbacks are getting the ball out in 2.5 seconds. Okay. Like uh, you can't, you can't. How how are you going to get to the to? The, you're not going to get many sacks when the the quarterback's getting the ball out in two point. Yeah. Uh, I think it was two point seven uh, seconds. That's fast. Like, uh, you, how are you? Like you're you're basically having to beat them off the line every time. Like, uh, and that's just not going to happen. So I mean, it's uh, usually most teams that get a lot of sacks. It's because they just collapse the pocket, and uh, and but they have at least three seconds to get rid of the ball. Like uh, they're the 49ers defensive line is a half a step to a step uh, from getting five to six sacks a game. Like uh, if you watch the games, they're putting, they're pressuring the, the quarterback. They just can't get there because the, every team is trying to play quick game uh, and they're just dinking and dunking because, because, because uh, we're playing so much off coverage. They're just the, taking what's it's because there. They're afraid of our pass rush. They know our pass rush yeah. can get there. You know, it's and- coming. And that's the strategy from offensive coordinators. Like, let's get the ball out quick. Let's move mm-hmm. the ball. Now, one thing about Dak, he's not really known to get the ball out fast. He thinks too much. He has a tendency of holding the ball longer than you than regular quarterbacks. So hopefully yeah. that'll be a benefit for us if he continues to hold that ball and we'll get there with our pass. He's gonna rush. be in this game. Yeah, he's gonna be quick game in this game. I can one hundred percent guarantee. Oh, I can one hundred percent guarantee it. Like I'm, I'm guaranteeing every team that the play until the 49ers show that they are going to play, uh, that they're going to play more physical. Like uh, they are, they're going to keep getting quick gamed. Like that's gonna happen. It's like uh, Steve Wilkes is going to have to throw a curveball in there and start uh, and start playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, teams are just going to keep doing it. I mean, why would you not? Yeah, if it's working, uh, why not? You're helping your quarterback. You at least giving your quarterback an opportunity to try to make a play by getting yeah. the ball out of your hands quicker. Uh, so, and it's not yeah, like they're I, scoring I, I a bunch you. of points. the The defense is still is still only allowing. I think it's fourteen, or I think they're only allowing fourteen, averaging fourteen something a game. Like, uh, and, and it's not like that's a lot of points. It's just. 
It's just the way it looks. When we've been watching, when we were watching them last year, and they were just, it was a struggle for teams to even get a score. <laughs> like, uh, and it was, it was more about like how many completions they were going to get, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. rather than, uh, rather than like how many points they were going to score. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. bro. Uh, as fun as it is, we're getting to that at one hour. Uh, is you know, time always passes when you're having fun. Give me Absolutely. a score prediction, uh, for the Cowboys if you do it. If you don't know, I, I don't remember. I talked to so many oh, people, I forget who does and who doesn't. But if you do, what would your score prediction be for this uh, Niners and Cowboys game? I still think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think they're just a better team than the Cowboys, and I think that they're going to execute offensively. They're going to do enough to get this uh, to get this win. However, I still I I think that this is going to be the uh, the game that breaks the streak of thirty points. Uh, I think that this is that that they're going to score. I think the score is going to end up being uh, twenty four to fourteen. Interesting. Interesting. Um. I'm with you in a sense. I, I, I don't think the streak ends with the Cowboys. Uh, I think that 30, uh, they'll hit that 30 mark. Uh, uh, they got to protect uh, Brock. But I think the Niners have enough weapons uh, on, on that offense. And I know a lot of people say, well, wait a minute. Didn't you see? Didn't you watch the game last year in, in the playoffs? But that was last year. That's completely different yeah. than this And year. it was playoffs. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's playoffs. People more, you know, you, you're one and done, so people tend to be more conservative they, they don't want to give the edge because if you if you lose you're out here um it's not as much you do you want to win the game of course but it's not the same i think this will be a different game than it was last year i i think the niners will score uh i think the niners will score 31 uh to 28 and the niners um win on this game uh i mean 28 24 excuse me uh, you got less, 31 to you got less respect for uh, Steve Wilkes than I do. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, 20, 24 points. Uh, I hope is less. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, 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 I think it will be – I just – I like to give a little bit more cushion because uh, I don't want to jinx myself. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Niners have been stopping. I mean, the, the team that put the most points this year so far has been what? The Rams? With the 23? Rams. Mm-hmm. Damn, maybe I am giving the Cowboys way too much. Because Dak does not impress me. I think yeah, Matt you know, Stafford's you know what? better than I'm Dak. sorry, I'm going to change it. I'm going to bring you down to 17. Mm-hmm. 17. I think uh, 31 to 17 will be uh, It's more appropriate. Because I'm looking at Ooh. their offense. That, you know, So blowout. Yeah, yeah, a blowout. <laughs> can't stand the Cowboys. You know I, I mean? can't stand so, them either. Uh, if we, I can't if, stand them either. If we win by one point, I don't care. As long as yeah, we beat no. them. I love a blowout. If we uh, win by one point, if we win by one point, I'm going to be all over Twitter in all these Cowboy fans' mentions. <laughs> like, all of wa- them. Watching videos after a week of beating the Cowboys, it is so entertaining for me, bro. Oh, my these God, Cowboys fans. It. Are crying. They're making videos of, oh my, their amount. It's fun to watch, man. Hopefully, it won't be reversed this year. But 
it's fun to watch to see these Cowboys fans going from high expectations. As soon as they beat the Giants, and we know the Giants are trash. As soon as they beat the Giants week one, based on mm-hmm. what the Giants did last year, we're Super Bowl contenders. We're making that some yeah. Cowboy fans are already buying Super Bowl tickets and getting Super Bowl uh, tattoos. Twenty twenty three Super Bowl champions. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, calm down, kiddo. You know, win some games. I think this will be a true test for both teams. Uh, I don't think they need. Sorry about that. I don't think neither one of us have really played a a defense like like the defense that we're going to face each other. Uh, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to be facing the two top defenses back to back in the Cowboys yeah. uh, Sunday and then the following week, Cleveland. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how we, if we can get past that craziness. Is Deshaun hurt hurt though? Uh, he's because I, I know he'll he was play. supposed to get scope. I, I know think he'll he's play. supposed to get his knee looked at. Okay. Was, yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure too much with him. I don't know what the step of the injury was. Um, we'll see. But that defense is ferocious, though, and we are playing in Cleveland. So this two weeks are going to be a de- a definitely a test for our, if anything else, our offensive line, particularly McKivitz, mm-hmm. is will be truly tested these two weeks. So 30, 31-17, you said 24-17? I said 24, uh, 24, uh, 14. 14. Okay, two touchdowns. No field yeah. goal. I like it. No field goals. Uh, anything happening on your channel? You want to plug in your channel? before? By the way, all the links are in the comments below, so just in the description below. So if you want to follow my boy, please click on the links. It will take you to all his platforms uh, that he has. But what do you have going on in your channel this week or next week? This week, for sure, I am going to do a pregame before the game, and then I'm going to do a postgame reaction show. I'm going to try and get it right after the game. Okay. Um, and then and then I'll be back on Monday and then our show on Tuesday. Okay. There you go. And then for me, um, the next show that I would do with someone, I sometimes I go on during the week or not. We'll see. But on Friday... It's my shows on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with my boy Pete. And then on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific with my girl uh, Jess from uh, East Coast Red and Gold. We do the Niners Now podcast, so make sure to check us out there as well. Everyone in the chat, thank you for being part of today's show. Absolutely, Always a pleasure having fun talking to you guys. You guys were very active in the chat. Appreciate each and every one of you. Like always, Pete. It's always a pleasure um, uh, talking with you, man. It's always uh, brings a smile to me when I text and you're like, "Hey, what are going on?" And you're like, "Yep, let's go." Absolutely. So I, it fires bro. me up, That's man. My bro. So yeah, have like, a wonderful. No, I, I completely enjoy it. Me too. So everyone, have a wonderful night, and always support one another. Represent the Niners with class and Niners forever. Bang bang, Niner gang. Let's go, go. Niners. <laughs>